we'll just get cracking. They're all connected, aren't they? Yeah. Just to them, like, start video or mm. whatever. Um, all right, let's, let's turn this on. Uh, should I start that from, from the beginning? Because do you think that that's worth, that's worth talking about that, isn't it? Like, yeah, I'll start from the beginning. We'll, we'll, in, we'll intro it. What's going on, guys? Uh, welcome to this episode of the Liverpool Strength Podcast. Uh, we're trying something a little bit different. Uh, no audio-only microphones, because apparently there's a way that we can extract it and put it onto uh, the audio-only platforms, but that's obviously dead boring and technical. Yeah, um, to decided feels a little very open, doesn't it? Like around here. Also, where to stand on? Yeah, let's put my hands. <laughs> um, in this episode of the podcast, um, a couple of weeks ago, we did an episode on uh, a guest that was on another podcast called "The Diary of a CEO," which is like basically. It's kind of like an inspiring, like get to know people. There's been lots of like massive uh, names on there. Um, like Jimmy Carr was on one. Uh, one of the ne- Gary Neville was on another. Um, Carrig has been on one. There's been absolutely loads of people. Never came. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he was actually, wasn't he? Yeah. Um, though there's been absolutely loads of people on it. Um, but. A trend that I've noticed is this this sort of attack on well-established nutrition science. So the most recent one, uh, and we'll get into this. We're going to try. We're going to aim to keep this under like ten, fifteen minutes. Uh, this episode of the podcast. So we'll see how that how we fucking get on with that. Um, the first forty-two minutes in. I know, yeah. <laughs> the first episode that we really took issue with was by a guy called Tim Spector, who, among a lot of different claims, basically discounted uh, the energy balance equation because it was decades old science. Now, if anything, it being decades old and not being disproven actually adds to the credibility of of that theory. Like. If you can't prove against it, then so the claim just gets stronger each time, doesn't it? Exactly. Like, show show us data and show us like show us like controlled studies that that actually go against it. You can't because there aren't any. Um, and so that was like the first one. Now that guy, obviously very well educated, very reputable, but it also shows that just because you're well ed- educated and reputable doesn't mean that you can't be wrong and you can't be. Uh, you're not immune to having your own uh, biases and ways of thinking that maybe aren't necessarily true. And this this other one, which, full disclaimer, I haven't watched the whole thing because when I saw it pop up last night on my YouTube algorithm, I was uh, obviously I was looking after my daughter, my one-year-old daughter, and she was being... She was fine. She just wanted to play. And it's like, it's a bit sly to... To go, no, I won't play with your little Noah's Ark animal ted, animal toys because I want to watch this two-hour podcast. So by the time we do next week's episode, hopefully the pair of us will have been able to watch it. Uh, and that will also be episode 50 of the podcast, which is pretty crazy. Um, so this other guy who was on Diary of a CEO, 
kind of along this sim along similar lines as uh, Tim Spector. Now, Tim Spector, some of the things he says uh, generally would agree with stuff like uh, varying uh, varying sources, eating lots of plants, uh, all that kind of stuff. And there's other stuff which is like, but don't count calories. Well, put down some calories there because because it's meaningless. Which that's why I stopped working. Mm, yeah, yeah, that was one, and it's like, mm, well, probably because there's long, no long, long, very long term studies on uh, adherence. So as time goes on, adherence goes down, right? So the next guy is a fella called Giles Yeo, who honestly I'd never actually heard of him until I saw this podcast. Uh, it turns out he originally, it was on in the background as I was playing with a daughter, so hopefully I'll have more info <laughs> this time next week. Um, he originally started off studying the genetics of pufferfish, which sounds quite interesting, to be honest with you. <laughs> he changed, changed his tact because he basically decided that that wasn't going to pay the bills. Now, I think I got about 15, maybe 20 minutes into this episode before, obviously, <laughs> priorities were decided upon. But I'm just going to play a video which is actually capt captioned, is this the simplest way to achieve weight loss? Right? Is this the simplest way to achieve weight loss? Now, hopefully you'll be able to hear this properly. To whatever diet you like so the first is the amount of protein you eat and you need to try and focus on trying to keep to about 16 percent of the energy in your day okay from protein 16 percent. and then so there we go that's point number one right 16 percent of your energy from protein now that that's like what 300 calories roughly in the anyway firstly is that a simple a simple thing like if you're gonna if if this was pretext with here's how much you should eat because <laughs> of you let's remember that <laughs> the energy balance equation energy in energy out food in food out calories in calories out where does the percentage come from where's the percentage come from like how how are you going to measure that are you going to measure it in grams of each different thing? Are you going to measure it in... Um, is there another way of measuring it? Are you going to measure it in uh, what's on the back of a, of a pack of, like, say... Make me wrong by... By 20, 30 percent, something like that. Um, and so that's a bit of a, an interesting one right off the bat. And hopefully I'll try and time this so that the next point is... It's a, bit of, it's a bit of a weird point to make when you're trying to keep things simple. Here's the, here's the next point. Spot. So if you eat too much and you're not lifting, you're stressing your kidneys because your kidneys have to get rid of the nitrogen from the protein. Okay, So 16% is a sweet spot. And it doesn't mean steaks only. It can mean beans, tofu, any kind of protein from, from anywhere. 16%. Second is fiber. So we'll, we'll just like mute that there. Yeah, but beans and tofu aren't really like a... Not massive in... Either, no. More of like a fats and carbs, really. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah more of a carbs than a beans and tofu. Yeah, like, yeah. I'll just like beans and tofu. My first sort of point on that would be 
then if you're not lifting, like, obviously it makes sense you don't need that much. You more, don't much really more need much more protein, like, but still, probably like, people who aren't lifting aren't really that conscious of how, how much protein they're eating. But that's where, if you say it doesn't only mean you should just eat steaks, well, no, you, should, you shouldn't do that anyway. As the, as the first point. But on the flip side, if you're recommending people use things like beans and tofu, you've got to look at the biological value of the actual protein. So is it a complete protein? Does it have uh, all the essential amino acids that you need? And beans and tofu probably won't have all of them. Maybe a combination of the two you might get a bit closer, but beef does. And so if you're saying it's that... It's creatine as well in beef. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Which is obviously, even if you're not, even if you're not lifting, if you, just for energy creation. What was the study? Was it, was it depression or memory loss and creatine? The benefits of that. There was some, well. something to do with, yeah, with, uh, to do with the mind. supplying... Uh, energy to the brain so yeah it's it's like linked to a, a reduced risk of uh, alzheimer's and dementia and stuff like that yeah so right off the bat i think that is fucking awful advice to go we're gonna we're gonna go for this sweet spot of 16 percent that i've just plucked out of thin air <laughs> don't just eat steaks eat beans and tofu if you've made that if you made it a, your meals a combination of plant-based plant-based stuff and animal-based proteins, then yeah, okay. But if you're really that bothered about it, then really the sort of biological value of the protein is what you'd want to look at. Like, does it have all the amino acids? I mean, this guy's a geneticist. So he studied genetics, right? There are people in the comments of this who have a background in nutrition <laughs> and nutrition sciences. This is nutrition advice. It's not genetic advice. Yes, there will be people who probably have a predisposition to being obese, just as, obviously, I'm not the tallest person in the world. When you meet my mum and dad, you'd see why. Like, that neither of them two are the tallest people in the world. It's the same with Jane. Like, she's not the tallest person in the world. Her mum and her dad aren't the tallest people in the world. There are genetic trends that obviously get passed down based off the way that you act, the way that you kind of, the signals that you send to your body. So yeah, genetically, there probably will, there will be a predisposition to being overweight and obese, but that can be negated through quote unquote good nutrition. <laughs> and that is where the sort of line gets crossed of the genetic, the genetics and the nutrition side of things. You can't really alter your, your genes, can you? No. But you would have like a predisposition to yeah. be, I'm more hungry some of the time. As a child, you can, you can like, as it's a baby, can't you like get the, the gene altered more? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> which, which is mad. What is it? Cr uh, CRISPR or something like that? Is that what it's called? Like cr CRISPR genetics? I don't know what it's called, but yeah. You can like basically program a child to be like 6'2". Yeah. <laughs> which like... Where was that when I was fucking in the womb? Character places, isn't it? But then we'd both be shit weightlifters. So there are no solutions, only trade-offs. 
need to be a strong man though, couldn't you? I mean, right, yeah, yeah. yeah. And that's another trade-off. So right off the bat there, this guy's very well educated. And obviously by next week, hopefully we will, I'm going to try and also time this video. <laughs> we'll have been able to go through this and go, okay, that's, that's bollocks. Here's our opinion on this. Um, yeah, there's a variety of different things which you can go, that's nonsense. You should listen to him over this. You shouldn't listen to him over that. I mean, we've helped, what, hundreds, maybe thousands of people lose weight, get in shape through, through using that decades-old, well-established science, <laughs> eating enough protein to support your requirements, whether you're an office worker, uh, do a manual labor job, whether you sat at a computer all day or not, whether you train three times a week or whether you train six times a week. Those, those all reinforce the, the reputation of the energy balance equation. Like, I don't understand why people are still trying to disprove it it's when it's well established. Don't, don't get it. Don't, don't and, it, like it. and it works. It, like, you don't have to count your calories, but that doesn't mean that they don't count. Don't make the calories count. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, cheesy as that sounds. Yeah, right. It, 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 it is cheesy, but it's true. It's true, isn't it? Like, to caveat that with, is this the simplest way to achieve weight loss? Sounds more confusing. It seems like rather than going, okay, you're currently eating this much. If you ate that much in the form of <laughs> calories or this, or this specific thing that we're going to measure, then doesn't that make it simpler? Yeah, there are other, there are many tools that you can use to achieve the principle of a calorie deficit or a calorie surplus, but they are just tools. They're not principles. Like, I don't know how many fucking times we need to like, need to say this before people start listening properly. There's tons and tons and tons of studies about uh, when people eat the same amount of food or the, the equated calories, whether you track them or not, people will lose fat, people will lose weight. When you eat more and it's equated and someone tracks and someone doesn't, but it's the same amount of calories, people will put weight on. Like, I don't understand why a geneticist is trying to disprove well-established nutrition science. Um, now, see if I've timed this okay for this next point, which I think is about fiber. So you're saying there's a sweet, sweet spot. And you're not lifting, you're stressing your kidneys because your kidneys have to get rid of the nitrogen from the protein, okay? So 16% is a sweet spot, and it doesn't mean steaks only. It right, can yeah, be thing, beans, thing about tofu, steaks. any kind of... Talking shit, yeah. Second is fiber. We need to eat as much fiber as physically possible, okay? 30 grams we want to aim for. Although we're looking at the moment on average in this country, we're probably only eating 15 grams. We need to double the amount of fiber we actually eat. Third, we... So fiber, which I probably, on a certain level, would probably agree with that. Certainly help a lot of people. It would help a lot of people with digestion, with a lot of different things like 
Um, but then obviously there's people who then too much can also can be can adversely affect you. Yeah. So to say something like we need to eat as much fiber as humanly possible, firstly you're uh, adding in just plucks a random number. Yeah, thirty grams. Thirty grams, like. Someone it's who's like, like six. Like them, um, those things are like. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <Pick> a number. <laughs> it's it's all it? 30 all the way around. F A by E R E. The protein thing is always 16%, yeah. and the fiber thing is always 30 grams. So it doesn't matter if you're six foot five, 150 kilos, with like 10% body fat, 30 grams of fiber. doesn't matter if you're five foot two. Uh, and you're eating 1500 calories a day, yeah, 50 kilos. <laughs> yeah, like again, it's just plucking things out of out of thin air. And this guy's probably gone along with averages, so which is a pretty dangerous thing to do, like average assumptions for fiber intake. Now, that could be pretty damaging. To some people, it could be beneficial to others because let's not forget that everyone's on a scale, everyone's different. The way that you process fibrous carbs would be different to the way that I do. Like, it might send me onto the toilet like fucking six times a day. You might be fine with them. So, to, to make a blanket statement like you need to eat as much fiber as humanly possible um, and make sure it's around. 30 grams. Again, yeah, a lot like saying... as much as possible, isn't it? No, yeah. yeah. It, it's a bit of a contradictory statement, and it doesn't really help anyone. Um, so that's like point number two. That's a good, good rule of thumb. I always say is like 10 grams per 1,000 calories. That's a, yeah, yeah. That's a pretty good... Sort of rule I've sort of Pretty followed. good average. And again, that is simpler. Okay, here's your calorie amount. <laughs> Once you're nailing that, Let's worry about your fat intake, for example. Once you've nailed that, let's worry about your protein intake. Once you're nailing that, let's worry about protein, fats, and carbs. Once you're nailing that, okay, what's your fiber look like? Now, that is probably a good six-month to a year process of getting used to everything. And you don't ever really need to go past stage one if you don't want to, especially if you look into... Uh, lose body fat or build muscle. Now, if you want to stay exactly the same, that's fine. What's more simple than um, what's more simple than just plucking random percentages and uh, fiber amounts out of thin air is is tracking how much you're actually eating and keeping a log of your weight. Do you go up? Yes, no. Do you go down? Yes, no. Am I staying the same? Yes, no. Now that, to me, is my idea of hell. Like, not seeing any, any change, any progress, any, like, sort of little bit. It could be, all right, at the minute, in a bit of a deficit to try and lose a little bit of, bit of body fat. Gradually seeing progress month to month. Like, and that's, like, sort of a, a six weeks on, week off kind of process. So you're dieting the majority of the time. But if you did want to stay exactly the same, that's a much simpler way of doing it than just randomly picking numbers and basing them off off that. Yeah, yeah. What are they called? (laughs) (laughs) Like a fucking concertina thing or something like that. What are your thoughts so far on this? It's pretty 
it's like clickbait, isn't it? It's just, that's what that's like bait. Oh, that's the thing. Like people go on podcasts just to get the name out. Like mm. no publicity is bad publicity. All publicity is good. It's good publicity. Yeah, absolutely. This is also along the same lines as the Tim Spector one as well, isn't it? Like pretty sure probably at the end of this podcast. Fucking first point, it'll be sponsored by Huel, right? It'll be sponsored by Huel, which is one of the main selling points of that is it's a calorie-controlled uh, meal replacement snack or shake. In my opinion, not, n- not really the healthiest way to gain control of your diet. You're not, like, eating real food. That's the first thing that you should do. Secondly, it's hypocritical to be sponsored by something that pushes itself as being calorie- a calorie-controlled meal replacement because... If calories don't count, what's the fucking point of the of your shake? Like, mm. <laughs> so right third to, to limit the amount of added sugars into our diet. Added sugars meaning sugars not tied up in fiber. It's powdered stuff, maple syrup, algarve, nectar. All those are added sugars you put in. Keep it to five percent or less of the energy content in your day. And those are the three numbers that that, that I want you to think about. So sixteen percent of protein, thirty grams of fiber. or less of added sugars. Apply that to whatever you want, keto, whatever you want to do. Apply that, and I think that will be a sustainable, healthy way to eat. Numbers that you can... So... In the one diet, but that was keto. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, If you were keto, you probably would struggle to get 30 grams of fiber in, wouldn't you? Really. Um, But generally agree with that point, like limit processed sugars... In general, maple syrup's natural, isn't it? Well, yeah, like it could be a natural maple syrup. I think that's like a bit of a shit example again, because you could have said, well, I'm saying, I, I love maple syrup, so I'm yeah, fucking defense of it. <laughs> um, to say that you could have used literally anything, like a bar of chocolate, for example, limit that intake. Hmm, I wonder what will happen. Because you've limited the amount of chocolate that you're eating. It's like instead of nailing the big slab, just take four squares. <laughs> Have 5% of the, the big fucking family pack. I wonder what that'll, that'll help with. Yeah. Would it, would it help reduce your calories down? <laughs> would it help reduce your calories down and as a byproduct help with weight and fat loss? Interesting. You can't really apply that same rule to keto because it, it just doesn't work. Like, keto's... Zero carbs. Literally, like, yeah, zero to, what, what, like, 25 grams or something like that. Like, so if you, had, if, you had, if you had beads and tofu on keto, you'd be no longer keto. You'd be no longer keto, so, like, that's a, an awful... An all, yeah, yeah, like... <laughs> that's, like, an awful example to use straight away. As, a, like, maybe... The better example for that could have been maybe intuitive eating. So eating when you're hungry, like that's where that could potentially apply. Um, but as like the simplest way of losing weight, no, no, it's not. It's not at all, is it? <laughs> nope. Coming back to the point, I'm very aware that I said we'd make this last 15 minutes and we're nearly on 25. So coming back to the point, of uh, methods are many, principles are few. Methods can change, but principles never do. Principle of fat loss is a calorie deficit. Principle of muscle gain is a calorie surplus. So it makes sense to go along the path of most straightforward 
You don't have to do it, and you don't have to track your calories, but it can be helpful. Sticking to 16% uh, of protein in your diet probably isn't going to serve you very well because it's probably not even going to hit or, you. Or any percentage, really. Well, yeah, yeah. Un unless you know what calories you're supposed to be eating. Well, even then, I'm like, percentages don't really work, do they? Like, it could still be too low or way too Or high. way too high. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, so, yeah, the whole stress in the kidneys is, is a bit fucking nonsensical. Drink, drink more water, but like the thing with that is, I'm sure there's like quite a lot of data. I actually know there's quite a lot of data to suggest that uh, people who don't have pre-existing kidney problems, like basically your body will use the protein that it needs and piss or shit out the rest, which yep. is kind of how the fucking body works. Like, it's like these juice cleansers are cleanser yeah, cleanser. Yeah, exactly. Like, been doing it since centuries, decades. <laughs> fucking cleanse like, your wallet of cash yeah. which I honestly believe uh, this guy's probably from the little bit of the podcast that I saw believe that he has good intentions but I don't think that the application of what he's saying is is any good like unless, he had some, unless he had some sort of support and data from his research but he's just like he's gone there with a completely different topic yeah. just to just to, to sort of talk about that. Um, genetics, yeah, it's fascinating. It's interesting what kind of traits you inherit from your ancestors. But then, like, nothing can really, nothing can change that, can it? Like, no, 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 no. Not, nothing can change it. And to talk about, like, body composition, yeah, there'll be people who naturally hold more muscle um, as a, a byproduct of the genetic makeup. There'll be people who are more predisposed to uh, overeating, but that doesn't that doesn't uh, disprove the uh, the decades old uh, energy balance equation. So, yeah, if you take anything from this podcast, it's it's that basically. I think that next week, if if we get the chance to both watch it, we'll be able to kind of pick it apart a little bit more. But just as like a sort of clickbaity, like that's a that's a minute and a half video, and we've had to spend twenty seven minutes going over the points. Literally, like neither of us have seen this. We've just reacted to it, and based on what we've studied in the field of nutrition, we've been able to go. That's nonsense. That's bollocks. That's bullshit. Now, people have this preconception that. Um, a lot of the information around nutrition comes from like typical gym bros. Now you could call me and James that we like we like training, we like going to the gym. Brosophenus, like yeah, uh, and brosophenus. We we like um, find, figuring out new and interesting ways of hitting different different nutrition targets. That's more because we actually have researched it. Have read into it, have read studies that have been conducted to do with general health performance, um, athletic performance, uh, gym-based performance, that whole sort of umbrella, even on people who are sedentary, it will often look into studies surrounding that for nutrition, exercise, and training, basically working out. And so that just because it's coming from a gym bro, doesn't necessarily discount it. I mean, James and myself, we both hold degrees. We've both spent a long time uh, studying, researching, applying principles and knowledge 
to the people that we coach. And I would be interested to see how many people this guy has helped lose weight on his fucking, fucking wacky 30 gram of fiber, 16% protein and 5% processed sugar diet. Like this, this like magical version of keto <laughs> that he's on about. Yeah. Yeah. Mental. So just because someone is like a professor at Cambridge or just because uh, someone has studied something for a long time, it doesn't, doesn't mean that they're immune to stupidity, basically. And I think that that is a pretty good point to uh, finish the podcast because we've nearly tripled the amount of time that we'd set aside for it. So, yeah. Anything else you want to add to it? Nope. Lift weights, eat protein, figure out some way of making progress that you can stick to. That's the simplest way of weight management. And yeah, we'll see you next week. Bye. <laughs>